Hey friends, Hi. we're back. Thanks for joining us again on Music Sounds Better with Two. I'm Julie. I'm Nat. And this week we're having a change of pace. Natalie is taking the steering wheel. There are not there are no obsessive compulsive eight-page <laughs> documents on pop bands that no one cares about anymore but us. Oh, um, although Jesus. having said that, we've had a kind of a freaky <laughs> week in terms of continuing to see Steps articles popping up left oh, and right. And... Um, I'm sorry, but the Gary Barlow thing happens because of us, let's not lie. Yeah, so explain the Gary Barlow thing. So the Gary Barlow thing was that Gary Barlow's been doing this uh, like Zoom thing where he like, gets on different people to like, sing with him and have like a little sing-along party. And he had steps on last night, and they did the Home Alone dance routine for us. I'm doing it right now. That's <laughs> now yeah. going to be known as the Home Alone dance routine. It's no longer the tragedy dance. No, it's Home Alone. It's hard to Home Alone because it's so easy yep. to see that link now that I can't unsee it. <laughs> so yeah, we've been seeing a lot of steps and Amber Amazing. and Blink related things yes, popping up, all and, linked to each other um, because they yeah. uh, they're, they're all aware of the podcast. They can pretend they're not listening to this, but they are. Natalie sent me a message saying we're at the we're in the center of all things. <laughs> all the small things. Oh, <laughs> that's a spoiler for what we might be it's talking it's about it's this week. <laughs> hence why Natalie's at the helm of, of things. Oh, um, but Jesus take the wheel. Like I'm not supposed to do this. <laughs> like I'm gonna actually like upload a picture of what my notes look like after the episode and they're like a dog's dinner let me tell you a dog's dinner fantastic oh gosh so guys how have you been tell us we've been appreciating some of the feedback we've been receiving on the socials I never feel comfortable calling it the socials do you um I think it's because people probably call it like something totally different the same as like what I did with the gram and I'm using like a 10 year old words for something. Yeah, is, <laughs> but... there, a, is there already a 2021 alternative? Sli- to slide into my DMs. Yeah, slide into my DMs with what the correct answer to that is. Oh, well, DMs are, I don't know, have, you, have your DMs been slid into this week? No, no, no. Listen. In fact, I'd, I'm, I'm backing up. I'm backing up from that all the way. There's nothing about that sentence coming out of a 38 year old woman's mouth that sounds Listen, right. Listen, this is None very appropriate for the blank episode though because you know there's some interesting things that are gonna happen but what so excited she's kept a lot of this under wraps from me and i'm so delighted to that is so worrying it's so so worrying i'm taking you on this like magical mystery tour that you're gonna instantly regret i can't wait to drag everyone through hell in this episode to understand what it's like to live in my brain every day I'm looking forward to it. Just Speaking of wait. socials, I can't let this one go. No, we can't. Um, so I was talking to one of my colleagues at work this week, and um, she's fantastic. Grace, shout out to you, girl, because you make my day every day. Hi, Grace. Um, so we, the other week we had a, we had a live stream on our Teams meeting at work of a, a builder climbing a ladder to fix the hole in the roof. <laughs> you know we we don't it's not the most although you know we speak on teams all day but it's not really a camera on situation we just kind of dive yeah. on and off to give each other a bit of support yeah. but grace chose that moment to turn her camera on i love it to, to live stream um a guy climbing up on a roof where but, can i where uh, can i join the stream can i get i know yeah <laughs> um 
If it wasn't um, my work, I would. I would invite <laughs> you into every call I'm ever on. But um, yeah, she was telling me about her cat. So she has a cat called Social. <gasps> can he sponsor the pod? She, is it, is it, she, they, can they sponsor the pod, please? I mean, purely based on nothing but the fact that he's a social cat. But it's, it's also... not. She's not even trying to be cool with it. She's just like he's such a social cat. Wait, hold but on. The way Grace says it, it sounds instantly cool. She's like, is, social, uh... social, come here. Has social the cat got its own socials? Because if so, that's so meta. Please, ha- please let them have an Instagram. If he doesn't by the end of the day. Then so, can social slide need... into my DM? We need social <laughs> to go viral the way Handforth Parish Council has. Love it. I've found the link. If I could have started this podcast by immediately asking everyone if they'd seen Handforth Parish Council's <laughs> viral Zoom meeting, I would have. I wouldn't even have pretended there had to be a link. I would have just come on and well, been like, I guys, mean, this, this isn't a music podcast anymore. This no. is a podcast on Handforth Parish Council. Yeah, and like we're using Zoom and mm-hmm. we're taking you to the Zoom where it happened. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Lynn Manuel. <laughs> we're coming for you. Future episodes. Future, um, we're getting requests coming yeah, out of our ears for people that want to appear yeah. as guests on the Anyone Hamilton. Episode? Yeah. Crazy. Hamilton. Hamilmania. Um, Hamil fans. <laughs> yeah, Handforth. I feel I, like I, we should have an, an where episode. Do we begin? Just, just on that. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 where do we begin? Really? Episode devoted purely to Jackie Weaver. Jackie Weaver, honestly, like... Does she have authority? <laughs> you have no authority here! It's so... It's how how intense things get, like, so instantly. Like, it's so dramatic. <laughs> like, Although it calms down fairly, fairly quickly <laughs> into kind of... I think it's very British. Casual... Like, one of my favourite <laughs> things about it is the fact that one of the ladies comes from Birkenhead and like there's a guy that takes full opportunity to at any point when he's he's trying to slag her off or bring her down he refers to the fact that she lives in Birkenhead well you come from Birkenhead's one of the more affluent areas of Liverpool it's not even like obviously there's nothing wrong with coming from a non-affluent area but Birkenhead's where where you're gonna go with it I mean what what, what would they say about me if I was in that parish I would have been kicked out instantly just for where I'm from like scumbag get out of here (laughs) <laughs> it's so good it's so good my favorite part is actually that someone's commented on the youtube comments cause obviously youtube comment um fan here our life oh, yeah our life when he the, the first guy like turns around and he does like a really dramatic turn around to the camera and someone's like i love that the dude at the beginning is like a bond villain <laughs> he turns around and... <laughs> it's so good um, so good. The person that, that first ever alerted me to the existence of this <laughs> video had spent a good portion of it thinking that the top of an empty chair was a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Which I enjoy also. Oh my god, I love that. Oh. But yeah, hand for the side. I saw it on the news yesterday and I was like, what even is life right now? Honestly, like, amazing. I think there's just something about the medium of Zoom with the <laughs> earnestness of what they're discussing yeah. in that meeting that the combination oh. of those two things just makes it so it was, delightful and it was so like kind of like 
Alan Partridge, like curb your enthusiasm yes. style humor. Absolutely. It all seemed so like set up. I was like, this is so crazy. This actually happened. Curb your enthusiasm. You know me too well, Natalie Duffy. <laughs> you know me too well. We're the same person, just in two different bodies and in two different yeah. zooms. But coming together as one over the, the wonder yes. of Zoom and music and all, that and all things related. Beautiful. Not sponsored by Zoom. Not sponsored. <laughs> but if Zoom would like to sponsor us, then please slide into my DMs. You know they will. <laughs> you know where to go. DMs There's going to come a time where you're going to regret asking people to do that. My DMs are so barren. Like, people, like, talk to me. There's, like, like talk to me. I, I'm not mean, I promise. Like, slide in. <laughs> right, okay, we're going to slide right out of this introduction and into the main meat of things. Yes. Um, stay tuned. Yeah, so... So take uh, it away, Natalie. Blink-182. I don't know if uh, yep. people know this, but I quite like them. <laughs> By quite like, she means... <laughs> Listen, listen. That's probably how you introduced yourself to me. I'm Natalie <laughs> and I love like 182. Thoughts on that, Julie? Oh, oh my gosh, right. Okay, this is actually reminding me of I was gonna I was gonna come on to this a bit later, but I think that the time has come now, right? Because so obviously I've been in like a one-sided loving relationship with Blink 182 for like 22 years now. But obviously, you know, they've left me at times in my life, you know, they've they've left me alone and I've had to fill that void with awful other pop punk bands that aren't good at it all. It can happen. Yeah, it can ha- happen. I need to ha- the best of yeah, this. it has to be I needed company, you know, those bands were there. They weren't great, but they 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 healed some of the pain. So <laughs> from from them leaving me. So um, I'm having flashbacks so hard right now to every relationship <laughs> I've ever had. But go on. This, is, this is how it feels when Blink decide to break up, like every time. So um, let's give an end a little bit. But um, when when you were saying like when I was at uni, like oh my gosh, right. So this is so embarrassing. I'm, I'm going to put a link to. I say embarrassing. I can't even get embarrassed anymore, as we said from last <laughs> week. Okay, but um, uh, when when I was at uni like Blink came back again like like that that was when they made their comeback they made their comeback in like 2009 and mm-hmm. then they were they were kind of touring for a while and then they came out with the new album Neighborhoods in like 2011 okay now the Neighborhoods album I didn't like it I'm gonna put that out there I didn't like it it was basically recorded through Instant Messenger because Mark and Tom like weren't speaking <laughs> to each other at the time. We are not in a position to be criticizing that right now, but yeah. <laughs> We're like, I'm like sliding in my DMs. I'm basically wanting like a Mark and Tom like destroyed relationship with like <laughs> everyone in my life right now. <laughs> I'm wishing I'm wishing for that level of intimacy. Um, so, <laughs> um yeah, so in my mind the album wasn't great. Wishing Well was good. I liked a few songs on it, but it wasn't wasn't my favorite. I didn't really rate it. But obviously I still like to support my boys, you know, they were back. So I did what most people do and I bought merch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm currently waiting on merch from another band to the oh. Art Link wanting to. Oh, what, what yeah. band merch are you waiting on? I love band merch. Oh, dude, I won't bore you with that. It's a weird folksy band that no one knows about. So, yeah. And you don't want to plug that... them on this podcast? <laughs> um, The band is called Midlake. I've loved them since 2005, me and about 23 other people. So, yeah. Hi, Midlake. Thank, thank you for being part of the pod. 
<laughs> shout out to denton texas but yeah yeah um so i decided to go for so it was a t-shirt classic t-shirt now i, I wore this with, i wore this to uni you, you would have seen me wearing this shirt and i don't know why yeah, i feel you like be, i've got a weird no memory, yeah. listen i was like please no one remember that i had this shirt okay because i literally don't know why you were friends with me so on the shirt because you wore a jumper with a love heart <laughs> with a face on it that's true so it was a, it was a blank shirt right and it was it was black the classic black now it had lyrics on it and the lyrics were written in the sort of paint stroke the paint stroke style of their kind of self-titled artwork still so it was like kind of paintbrush strokes it looked awful it looked like a 10 year old had done it it was white <laughs> it, it was white and pink and it still had the terrible, like, I'm sorry, like, I love you, Blink-182, but see the self-titled album artwork? It's so bad. It's so bad. See that, like, weird, like, Nirvana rip-off smiley face thing? No. Mm. It's just, it's not good. So it had that on the eyes. So, like, the eyes and the lyrics were, like, this Blink symbol thing. And, <laughs> oh, God. Right, so as if that wasn't embarrassing enough, the lyrics were to a, a single that was on the extended edition of it not even the real not even the, re- the extended edition it wasn't even a leading single it was not the extended edition and it was from a song called snake charmer pun totally intended and the lyric that was on it was good girls like to sin and i wore this i wore this to uni when i was 19 years old for an album that i didn't even like that's how much i love like wanting to <laughs> You were still friends with me. What does that say about that you? Is de- that is devotion. <laughs> that says about me that I have tolerance. I love it. I have acceptance. Thank you. Thank you for accepting me. Um, I also wasn't wearing glasses in my 20s. <laughs> you probably can't even read the <laughs> You can read No, I, look, I am still friends with you because you're amazing and I love you. <laughs> and I want to hear everything to do with oh like 182 only from you. No one else, just for you. Well, you're in luck because I'd spend my days. Because here's two hours of it. Yeah, here's two hours for it, just for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just thought I'd let people know that I was still wearing very bad merch when I was 19 years old. 19 years old that said "Good Girls Like to Sin" on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great vibe from like that, like 40 year old by that point, men. But you know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Is this supposed to be like an I love Blink One Eight Two podcast? Like I'm not being very nice about them so far, yeah. but like no. Okay, we're moving away from the neighborhoods era because that was a shaky time for us all. Okay, shaky nail. Yeah, we're moving on. And also, I need to clear up. I need to clear up before I get into things. Really, I need to clear up the fact that on this podcast I haven't mentioned Matt Skiba and your friend. I think you have a story to tell about your friend. Mr. Skiba. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> obviously I've been forcing this podcast down the neck of anyone that kind of listens to me for more than 10 minutes at a time. Love so um, my very good friend, Christy and I, we were going out for a weekend constitutional. We're out on our walk. And she says, yeah, I've listened to the podcast. Um, and it, it really reminded me. So I think she was talking about episode one. And she's like, cool. it really reminded me of Blink-182. And I went and gave them a Google. I wish that um, I needed to be reminded of Blink-182. I wish I was <laughs> one of those people. Oh, God. So she's like, so I can see the guy that's sexy college professor. Mm-hmm. Mark Love Hoppus. It. Mark Hoppus, um, I, can, I can see the drummer guy. He's the guy that wrote the memoirs. She's yep. like, who's the guy with the... <laughs> weird green hair that kind of looks a bit out of place she's a don't remember him from 
from the original lineup and i'm like yeah don't think tom <laughs> tom might have had green hair i'm not sure that sounds entirely possible i said go and show me the picture you're talking about so she showed me it and i'm going yeah that's not tom <laughs> <laughs> i actually love this because i forget that people that aren't obsessed like don't really keep up with like what's been going like lineup changes and they don't really keep up with like what's been going on they probably don't even know that they're still a band so like yeah I, I just i wanted to clear up the fact that lately when i've been talking about them on the pod i have been referencing the lineup that consists of mark hoppus Tom along and travis barker which is like mm-hmm. the most iconic lineup i've also mm-hmm. not mentioned scott rayner who was the original drummer shout out to scott rayner um, oh yeah i did notice yeah, that when i was but a, that was um it. that was before my time with blink um, mm-hmm. So I had to go back and discover all that stuff, but yeah. So Matt, Matt Skiba is in the band now, and he is the singer and lead guitarist for the band Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm. So Alkaline Trio were on my radar. They were like in the same scene as Blink, but they were very. Oh, Christy knew instantly who Alkaline yeah. Trio yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like some, like some, like some people do and some people don't. Like they were much more like. Um, they obviously didn't reach the sort of like fame levels that like Blink did. The they were also, yeah, and they also had like a much more like kind of gothy vibe. I felt like Matt Skiba is very gothy, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's a cool dude, and I like him, and I'm glad that he's in Blink now, so that they can still be around. Because oh, it's you know. nice. Yeah, so it's nice. Nice. I'm glad you can be happy for him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those haters. Like it's so sad because like the Blink fan base is so toxic. Like wow. <laughs> yeah. Like if you, if you can guess, and like it honestly has been toxic for like a really long time. But like, <laughs> I, but I'm still part of it. Like I just can't step away from it. It's just full of good girls that can't stop sinning. <laughs> Honestly, honestly i'm never gonna live that down and i actually wish i'd kept the band shark because it's so bad like i need to try and find like a rip of it on the internet so i can show people what i walked about with as a 19 year old it's, it's living in a box somewhere with the love heart jumper and that makes me sad <laughs> that's true i hope that whoever like got this because i probably donated it so i hope that whoever's wearing this good girls like to sin t-shirt now is living a really good wholesome <laughs> life <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, what is your um like history with Blink One Eight Two? Do you have a history? Are you a normal person? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I've got a history with with many bands, many genres. Mm -hmm. Um, some of those histories fell, you know, could fill a a small tome. Um, and and some of them were just until we get to these episodes. Yeah, some of them are just like a kind of short story lens. Some of them are badly written poetry. This analogy is going downhill super quick. Um, I think what I'm trying to say is that I think they had a passing kind of, I took a passing fancy to them probably. Love it. Kind of in my early to mid-20s. Um, cool, cool. Actually, here's what, a question what era was for this? you. Yeah. Well, my question to you would be, mm-hmm. what was the year the Enema of the State was released? 1999 okay so 99 99 was actually the year before i moved back to scotland from england so i would have been about 16 17 Mm -hmm. and at some point i don't know where i've seen this first but but this was back when album covers were still a thing like Mm -hmm. you recognized an album by the way the cd cover looked yes and i just remember seeing that album cover with that young lady oh no you can't see because it's flashing on the camera right now and it's just gorgeous it's gorgeous Um, isn't it 
so tell me the name of the young lady on the album cover so for Enema of the State. The young lady on the front is the gorgeous adult film actress Janine Linda Mulder. Hmm. Um, Her surname is never Mulder. <laughs> it's Linda Mulder. How good is that? My brain has known that before <gasps> right? I've made the connection. No, so um, good. I just so, remember seeing yeah. her with the glove and and thinking. Mm-hmm. I think thinking first of all, her makeup's really pretty. It's like, so good. Like the frost is kind of blue. Yeah, and the red. Yeah, so and good. and she had this like lovely tattoo of a blue butterfly mm-hmm. on her arm where she's yeah. pulling the blue glove on and and just being really captivated by yeah. by her overall look. But yeah. at the same time, knowing there was something slightly edgy about it. Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of totally, yeah normal it made you want now more. For, yeah. Yeah, it's normal now for girls to have like kind of half or full sleeve tattoos, yeah. and and it's totally not a big deal. But but back then, you know, it was only dudes that, yeah. that you know dudes that were in rock bands that were openly showing like half sleeve and full sleeve tattoos, mm-hmm. and even then they were thought of as being a certain type of guy. So yeah. for like a like a pretty like beautiful young woman, mm-hmm. um, to have like a wee hint of a tattoo there, it was a big deal. And I think I think I kind of instinctively knew there must be something medically related with the glove, and then later on <laughs> I find it. <laughs> what an enema was i was like right okay <laughs> i love how the wikipedia page has to like state for you like by the way this is a pun on enemy of the state and it's like <laughs> it's like no really really yeah hey. i mean obviously by the time came that i knew um not because i had one done or anything but just by the time it came to me that i knew what an enema was yeah, yeah, i was yeah. like oh that's really clever yeah and that's a big part of the appeal for like mm-hmm. 182 to me yeah totally um, agree. is totally that agree. the music's banging but also mm-hmm. they have such a tongue in tongue-in-cheek sense yeah. of humor about themselves about mm-hmm. pop culture yeah um about their own kind of silliness that that comes across as really natural and unforced yes um natalie's been showing me lots mm-hmm. of of early um interviews uh, i would say with tom mark and travis but travis doesn't do an awful <laughs> lot of talking do you know i feel bad because i feel like i'm ragging on travis every no, week and, and i'm really not but no. um he, there is literally one interview where travis barker sits and reads a newspaper the whole way through and doesn't say anything <laughs> yeah. and like and mark and tom just faff about in the background and talk nonsense he's and... just sat and reading his little magazine and i'm like fair play i'm like fair play hon like you're not even pretending that you're gonna join in today like that's fine like we all have days like no, that and like i think it. you know and like if you were in a band with mark and tom who are like like just both completely like so chatty heads so chatty yeah. and crazy you're like what's the point in even trying to speak like i'm just gonna shut up and yeah you know, get on with drumming um <laughs> he drums very well he drums, um, he drums very, well. very well on enema of the state yes. um my favorite song on the album is adam's song which i Same. was going crazy to when we started the zoom call and i'm like i forgot how good this song was so and how good the transition good. is it's so um, good. and all the small things yeah. um so yeah, the videos, all the small things. Mm-hmm. I miss you is a beautiful video. I was mm-hmm. chatting away to Christy about that today, yeah. and that's actually um, my favorite. My favorite album. Like I know we're talking about Enemy in the State today, but my favorite album yeah, is course. actually their self-titled album. So yeah. Yeah. So um, the music videos were always fun. You know, fun in the same way that Foo Fighters were as well. Like yeah, they had their, they had they had a good time when they were making music yeah. videos. Don't take themselves too seriously. Not at um, all. Um, so good. So yeah, that that's kind of my overall. That's my overview of of blankness. So good, like yeah, they were like always like from nineteen ninety nine. So that's that's right here. That's the episode that we're talking about is like the birth of my blank fandom. Mm-hmm. 
and same as you same as you yeah (laughs) same as you like you know the album cover was very like provocative but like interesting and like accessible it was one of those things like I knew because like at that time you know I was still really young I was like seven or eight and like I kind of knew I shouldn't have like maybe been listening or like watching their music videos but like I was all there is there is a bit of that where you think (laughs) oh this is kind of like weird contraband but not but it's totally not once you get into it like you realize that like once you listen to the songs like that's not the kind of thing that it is but it 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 was that kind of marketing technique that kind of got me interested in the first place I suppose that was very clever of them Um, did I just say I've made a pun without even knowing because I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's contraband and I said contraband something the way and that's the different wrong. to what yeah, it actually wrong. yeah no that's the mandela effect right what did i say the mandela effect <laughs> you've made your own mandela effect i <laughs> getting the name wrong <laughs> oh my gosh we're so wow. way off track with us but i, I just i'm so, I know, I'm so enjoying so sorry. yeah i'm so sorry about this um so yeah so from 1999, loved them, loved them, loved them. They were there all the time. They were just never, never off my CD player. They were like always in it. My mum obviously did not approve of the Blink Boys. Right, interesting. <laughs> she didn't approve of the Blink Boys. She was very conservative. Um, didn't really give them the time of day um, just because she judged on looks. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and that general antics that they were getting up to, which we're going to show you a bit of later. Mm, um, that's fair. So yeah, she she didn't really like them. Um, and then so that that carried on like through high school because when their self-titled album came out, I just started, I basically just started high school, I think. Um, and then they broke up and they left me alone to get into bands that were mm. awful, trying to, to imitate flail in the darkness. Yeah, to flail in the darkness, trying to imitate Blink One Eight Two terribly, like oh, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, never liked them. Ooh. The vocals are just see that kind of hoo doo 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 doo. It really does my head in. <laughs> like, it really does my head in. Like, I'm like, what? How can you be inspired by Blink if you sing like that? It's so crazy. Yeah. And I think I've obviously mm. heard Fallout, Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco and not realized that that's what they were trying yeah. to do. I think I would have heard their. I would have heard their singles oh my God. Um, Panic on the radio. Disc- I would have yeah. heard them on Nights Out, but uh-huh. not so kind of realized that. that yeah like Panic at the Disco started as a Blink cover band and there is still yeah and there's like a video which I'm not going to inflict on you guys I'm going to inflict other levels of hell on you today but not that um of them covering Damn It and because of Brendan Urie's voice like I think Brendan Urie's got a great voice but it's like a kind of musical theatre voice Mm. almost Mm -hmm. um so he's like you're like do 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 and I'm like whoa what are you doing Brendan that is not how that song is supposed to be like oh it just makes the skin white crawl off my body <laughs> so bad so I got into like ter- well no I'd, my pals were into them they, they they let them fill the blank hole but I couldn't put myself through that so I tried to I, I was more like kind of paramore some 41 like I just kind of tried to 
not like sort of newer pop punk bands because they just never really yeah they just never really did it for me um and then um they came back um they got back together and as you know from the terrible shark that i had i was still on board even if i didn't really like the music you were just desperate for anything <laughs> it's like new content <laughs> uh, <laughs> like obviously like yeah it's terrible I I will, that, like, yeah. um yeah and then they, they broke up again and i'd still never got to see them live and i was so upset um and then they got back together again and but by, by, by this time i hadn't listened i hadn't i hadn't been listening to music for a few years um like like at all because like i was going through as you know i went through a really rough time um mm. around that time and i didn't listen to music at all and one of the first bands that i listened to when i was wow. listening to music again was like one eight two and i went all the way back yeah and they were very much like a recovery band for me Oh, that's sweet, man. I love well, that. Yeah, so that's why I, I love I, I how don't... there's there's albums at certain times of your life. Like, yeah. Weirdly, I was thinking about that this week when mm-hmm. I kind of went through a period after um, my dad died of listening yep. to um, KT Tunstall, Eye to the Telescope. Love it. And Great I don't album. really listen to that album anymore, yeah. but at yeah. that time, like for some mm-hmm. reason, there was some melancholy about those songs that really grabbed me um, and that yep. I kind of couldn't let go of for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, like I love that and podcasts as well like there's certain yeah. podcasts and music that I can look mm-hmm. back and know that they were like a friend that I had on yeah. in the background um you know when my brain needed to focus on something other than what yes yeah, I was totally. going through at the time yeah so that that's cool man I didn't know that yes yes it was uh it was this album actually we're talking about it was Animal of the State Animal of the State was Aww. the one that I went back to because it kind of you know it was like that kind of safe happy oh, times nice. and yeah yeah it just helped me like recover from like all the grief it was amazing and they're amazing yeah. i think that's why they're always gonna hold like a little special place in my heart oh lovely you know they'll never leave it's a it's a void that can never be filled mm-hmm. so what i was going to talk speaking of that what i was going to talk about is that loads of people hate them <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah obviously so like so like within their scene i've got loads of flack over the years when people ask me what kind of music i like i'm like i love blink 182 people laugh at you they think you're joking yeah they folk are dumb (laughs) yeah those people are so dumb those are people i don't want to know wait did you uh people i want to be friends with are people that wore a good girl like to send (laughs) t-shirt when they were 19 years old (laughs) and (laughs) uh, that is that's the people i want to be friends with or people that tolerate those friends um so yeah i was going to talk about how they're basically the nickelback of their genre (laughs) and guess what i love nickelback too (laughs) i'm that guy oh natalie (laughs) so yeah i just i basically want to talk about the reasons why people don't like them and i'm not one of those i'm not one of those people that i'm going to be like no this is why you should like them like i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do like i see why people don't like them apologist yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i'm not that like i can see why people don't like them um and i totally understand that and like but it's finding the humor in it it's finding the humor in it and and, like try to tell people why i think that they are a good band and that they're not the nickelback of their genre peace out nickelback love ya cool so yeah people hate these guys um fair dues everyone's entitled to their own opinion you know unwarranted but okay unwarranted but okay cool um one of the reasons that a lot of people don't like them 
is because they see them as like a joke band they just see them as like they release joke songs joke music like yeah like a novelty type thing. yeah they're like a novelty band and like i get that because like in the early days especially during the enema era they did market themselves as that like they held their hands up and said like yeah like we just want to have fun um and yeah i think that's really apparent yeah. though in the interviews yeah, like exactly they're not pretending no. that they want to be some political like yeah. polemic band they're just and i think that's amazing guys yeah. just dudes having fun yeah and i, I think that's amazing. like that's why i like them because i was like music should be like this like mm. you know it shouldn't be all serious like all the time so and they, they were they're just so charming like i think they're both so charming and they are honest and like flawed like there is some flaws like let's all hide we're gonna get into that later (laughs) but like that's what makes them human and likable i think so we're gonna play you this um really beautiful early interview and in my notes i've actually wrote down it's 99 but i actually think it's earlier i think it's 98 because um Travis hasn't joined the band yet. Some of the clips that they show are from... You wouldn't like... know us if he had. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, Travis. I'm so sorry. I love you too. Um, we love you. But we love you. Um, but yeah, so the the tracks that they use and stuff is from their previous album, the Dude Ranch album. So I think this is 98. And like also very sad, but like I'm so obsessed that I can track time due to hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i use yeah. that's what i use so mark by this point has transitioned into his enema hair so he's got rid of the slim shady bleached hair that he had for the mm-hmm. dude ranch era and he's got yeah. his kind of very gorgeous crispy spiked uh like brown hair at this point <laughs> gorgeous gorgeous um and Tom has like super cool like blue hair like it's actually like bright blue like underneath like an orange a bright yeah, orange yeah he's wearing a hat cap. right so... yeah he's wearing like a bright orange like backwards cap you can see the sides that it's like bright blue um so yeah I think this is like late 98 or very early 99 like just before Scott left and before they were in their sort of like enema the state cycle thing um but yeah it's it's just a really cute interview and i just wanted to show you some so that you can like get their like personalities and understand why like i love them so much let's do it my friend yeah let's get into it Blink-182 is a young band from San Diego with a punk sound, minus the punk attitude. They're just a couple of guys hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, and even before they hit the airwaves, they had a massive (laughs) following now with the web. They got all these tribute pages. Strange thing is, we're not sure if they even care. (laughs) Why are people so dismissive? See anyone in interviews and they're so dismissive and terrible. Uh, You want to hear what my take is on the internet? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Excuse me. Can I I just say mine real quick? I think that as a, for us as a society, the internet offers us a great way to just waste a lot of time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Mark, 100% agree. It does. <laughs> They're just a couple of guys playing music and not taking life too seriously. They're Blink-182. I'll tell you what the internet is to me. Back in 1947, a, a flying saucer crashed. We back-engineered the parts of it. And today, it's a giant neurological web over the whole Earth where everything people read, learn, 
all the information. Everything on Earth has offers on this, this giant nervous system that goes to every single household and business all over the whole Earth. Extraterrestrials are monitoring our every move. Die. It's called being a freak. <laughs> Tom's like this close to being a Trekkie. just love how prophetic that was like (laughs) tom's this close to being a trekkie flash forward to 2021 where he's literally hunting aliens see people are like oh tom went weird tom went weird i'm like watch early interviews he has always been into aliens he was always weird i mean there's a track there's a track on enema that literally is like aliens aliens exist aliens exist and it's about him clues were there early yeah and there was this really cool um they did like a concert so like they used to um like put white tape on their their amps and like they used to write different like stupid things on them so like obviously like tom had one and mark had one and uh there was a a performance that they did and he wrote so tom wrote aliens exist on his and mark wrote no they don't (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like that just defines that relationship like the chemistry that they have in this video is just so beautiful like there's so much push and pull like at the beginning you can tell mark's like listen Mm. can i just answer right now because i know that you're gonna say something insane yeah because i can see where this is going like you've asked a question that is going to open pandora's box please let me get an element of sense in this conversation before and also what i do love about this interview is the obviously this is an an audio clip but Mm -hmm. and we'll put the link um in the show show notes and when you actually watch the interview i mean it is 1998-tastic in terms of special effects the transitions weird (laughs) this weird bit where they like fade mark's head like a tiny little like (laughs) section at the bottom corner for no reason but you can still see him yeah. talking in the main screen but there's yeah. just like a weekend of many like ghost duplicate of him at the bottom of the screen yeah. i mean so me, there's no reason for that like me i'm actually going to run the whole like i'm going to run this whole thing because it's so good but i just thought i need to i need to stop at certain points to like digest because there's so much it's only like a four minute video but there's just so much love in this one video that i just couldn't keep it going all at once i was like i need to yeah. stop and yeah the transitions are crazy like the dial-up connection noise like just the, the graphic <laughs> the, the graphics like the fact that the people are like the people introduce it this is what always used to really annoy me i feel like interviewers never really knew how to take like 182 and they would always either make fun of them because he didn't know what else to do or just the latest like, pop punk band that's taking over the world yeah all of that stuff yeah like yeah. and we don't think they actually care <laughs> as if like that's so oh, like how nuanced <laughs> Can we just stop? Like, oh, nothing's ever going to make me as awkward as the Donnie and Marie one, which oh. I which I've thankfully not put into this episode. It was too much for me. I can't handle that same time cringe. But I might I might share it on the socials just to embarrass other people. Um, yeah. So yeah, as you can see, their personalities shine through there. Their chemistry shines through. Um, and I'm just going to let it play a little bit because in this next bit they talk about already so at this early point in their career so they came they came from like a, the skate punk scene um mm-hmm. they had like a following of like loyal fans who were like in other bands like that you know like Lagwagon and all of that stuff um and they used to just tour they were such a touring band like they toured so much in the early days because they had like no money and like nothing they had else to, to do <laughs> yeah they had they had to tour to make money like so they were always on warp tour they were always like doing these crazy like snow core snow core like snowboarding 
yikes like wow crazy 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 so they were doing all this stuff for years um so they, they, they used to define themselves, I think, as like a skate punk or pop punk band. But even, so even at this point, before Enema of the State is came out, you can see that they're already not really wanting to brand themselves like as one thing. Yeah. And like, you can already see. So I'm just going to play this next bit. And like, it's when like the interview people who aren't interested in them at all, like ask, <laughs> like ask, <laughs> like ask them, like, you know, what kind of, what kind of music they are or whatever. Um, so I'll just let it play a little bit. And like their theories on life, their take on the web isn't exactly mainstream. After all, they're musicians barely in their 20s, born out of the San Diego punk scene. We try not to consider ourselves anything except Blink-182. We don't really go around saying that we're punk just because then you constantly have to prove yourself to everybody. And pigeonholing yourself, you just say that you're one thing. If we're just Blink-182, we'll do whatever we want. And if that's punk, then it's punk. And if it's... I'm not gonna kiss you right now. <laughs> They have a lot of fun with what they do, which is really cool. Their shows are always amazing. I think that they define a new level of punk. So, yeah, you can see, like, already there, they're like, you know, we don't want to be just one thing. Um, which I think is really interesting, because at that time, it was still very, like, you could only like, like, one genre of thing. <laughs> like... Yeah, like, only one thing at a time. Yeah, don't overwhelm like yourself. With... Yeah, like don't overwhelm yourself. So like, I I always thought they were pretty like um, forward thinking, like because they were yeah, like, you know, totally. we don't want to be, we don't want to just be one thing. Um, and then I'll just play on a little bit more because really I think the the more bands that get messages and purposes become more dull and boring, and uh, they just get too preachy and they don't concentrate on writing good songs. They concentrate on getting up there and speaking their mind which is stupid <laughs> <laughs> having an opinion or believing in something is just wrong it's just totally we, wrong we don't condone that at all all we <laughs> want to do is go out have fun write about things that we care about personally so don't speak your minds to anybody no one wants to hear it so don't expect any deep philosophical insights at the official blink 182 site <laughs> you know like how charming just how charming are they? Don't speak your mind. Don't speak no your mind. No one cares. Like, see this podcast? <laughs> Don't speak your mind, okay? Just no one cares about it. Like, Tom, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful yeah, I feel man. Yeah. <laughs> he is a beautiful feel man. But what a beautiful man. Beautiful and, like, in every way. Just, yeah, and Mark's, like, just chain-smoking next to him. Yeah, and, the like, whole time. I was like, at what oh. point did he, did the stress levels get too much? Was it the bit where, where he thought Tom was going to kiss him? And he's like, I need to light up a cigarette right immediately. <laughs> No, he was into it. He 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 went in first. Um, the <laughs> um, the chain smoking chain smoking Mark era was just like the hottest era for me. Like, I, I mean, I realized he had to give it don't up. Smoke, for, kids. Don't smoke, don't smoke. Like, I realized that like, for health reasons, please don't smoke. And like, he had to give for that financial up. reasons. Yeah. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, and like he had to give that up, and I get that. But the hottest era for me will always be smoking Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry to know. that's just how it is that's just how it is so yeah like so i just wanted to show you guys that to be like you know like i, I think they're pretty charming guys i think they're pretty honest and kind of crazy and cool and yeah it was eye-opening for me um to see them just so natural and mm -hmm. just enjoying each other's company and Great. letting whatever 
verbal diarrhea enters their mind pour out of their mouths and i'm like wow yeah that is relatable definitely yeah like i feel that i feel that um so yeah this interview is the music box interview which we will put on the socials and they basically go on to talk about their website which like in 1998 it's like pretty rudimentary <laughs> as websites go but back but then mean, yeah it would have been a big deal it would have been a big deal and um like i feel the same issues are had today like us us doing this zoom call right now could clearly be them talking about their website in 1998 <laughs> <laughs> like the same but still lag you know so yeah i just thought that was a really charming little interview and i'm like you know some people might it not like them. some people might not like them but i do i think they're very likable they are so yeah another reason why people don't like them so yeah they don't take themselves too seriously and people see them as a bit of a joke band and i get that but you know and the other reason that most people don't like them is the main thing which is the music so well they're like, wrong on that count because they're not good wrong again wrong again i don't want to seem like i'm having an opinion right but wrong again okay so <laughs> your opinion um, is the right one your opinion is wrong so um yeah what i wanted to show you guys right now is that they basically get a lot of crap for being too simple like their songs all sound the same what kind of what kind of things have you heard what kind of disses have you heard have you heard any disses hmm. in your time that's that's the disses that i hear most I, I don't think i can remember any specific disses as they pertain to blink 182 but i mm-hmm. think the pop punk genre in yes. general was yes. maybe criticized for being for sounding too samey yeah um I guess so but you know that that's why we have genres that's why we have genres of music that that could conform to a set of rules exactly that's always fair dues to me yeah my my argument is that yeah they kept things simple because like I think like Tom spoke about this a lot he was like he always tried to keep his guitar riffs kind of like nursery rhymes so they were like catchy and like (laughs) I love that quote yeah like catchy and really simple and like you know, it, it's so nice because the whole point is like I don't do you play do you play instruments? I'll probably know each other for so long, but I'm like, do you play instruments by the way? I mean, <laughs> there was a clarinet grade one that happened at yes. one point, and that was yes. after a failed attempt to learn the violin. I was That's huge fair. into classical music, like all through growing up. Um, I had That's an so auntie in Spain. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had an auntie in Spain that used to send me um tapes, and it was like Beethoven and Vivaldi and Mozart, and they would all have a little story. Like they would have a kid's story, and um, please, so uh, cool. with the the classical music would be kind of like based around. Yeah. So you'd maybe have like a little boy that lived down the stairs from Beethoven, mm-hmm. and he would be listening to Be um to Mr. Be- Beethoven's music up above, and it would be like the story of the wee boy's life, but at the same time you were getting a kind of classical music education um that's so nice that's so sweet i, I had no yeah, idea about cool. this i'm learning this story for the first time too guys this is so nice yeah so but <laughs> but apart from that yeah i I, mm. I would love to say that i, I could play a musical instrument um yeah. i can hold a tune to a certain extent dude i know um, i know you can like i got the behind the scenes of you singing lisa's part 
in steps and it was by the perfect. way that is a high it's That's so high. high like dude i have like the i'm, I'm like the struggling mark. like i've got no access to the uh, roof that no she's got access no to. but dude no like you're you're you have like a much higher like range than even i do like i'm like the i'm like the mark hoppus of this podcast <laughs> i'm the mark hoppus you're the song um <laughs> like <laughs> definitely so yeah they, 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 their music was simple but like I always thought they did something really clever and different with it that made it sound more complicated than what it was yeah which always put them in the next tier above other bands that were trying to be them or like in my head anyway because I, I think that I don't know they just I felt like they always did something special that made them stand out for me and part of that was the music for me and people I, I mean maybe it's because people don't pay as much attention as me because they're not obsessed but <laughs> but um so i've took i've taken a little i'm just gonna like play a little isolated bass part so this is from um feeling this which is like one of my favorite songs ever ever it's like is it even is it even summer if you don't play feeling this it's just such a summer tune for me um so this is from their self-titled album and like you know tom tom always gets a lot of kind of uh bad things said about his guitar playing you know he's pretty sloppy and stuff but i think that adds to the i think that adds to the charm that adds to the charm yeah what, what it's trying, thrown together yeah it's thrown together you know it's it's off the cuff and i think that's really cool and you know travis is clearly like he's on fire like all the time so no one ever disses travis obviously yeah. obviously i mean the argument could also be that if they'd been too polished they would have been criticized for not being punk I mean, I think they well, were see, criticized for yeah, not being so, punk, but yeah. so that this is what I'm going to come on to in a little bit about the Enemy of the State album because basically mm-hmm. they sort of created well, what I think they, they created the first sort of polished pop punk sound, and people hated them for ah. that, like you know, like so. But in yeah. the early days, not so much. <laughs> in the early days, yeah. So there's that kind of weird sort of contrast in the band already, like because Travis is very Travis is the most probably musically talented. I would, I would say, um, I think lots of people would agree with me, but they kind of write off Tom and Mark as just being really basic and pretty terrible. And I'm like, dude, that's not fair. Like Tom's came up with some really good riffs in his time, like simple, but effective. Yeah. And like the reason why I brought up the whole, like, do you play any instruments thing is because when, so I, I play guitar, I, I play cello too um, and oh, piano. so cool, man. I actually, by the way, I play cello because... Mark Hoppus and I miss you. <laughs> He's playing the upright bass. <laughs> I wanted to look that cool. Brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. I wish I looked that cool, man. So yeah, he was always like an inspiration to me, and that's why I kind of became like a string bass person. And that's why like his bass parts always stand out to me. Like I always think his bass tone is like incredible. I think he's so overlooked. And I think yeah. he writes he writes really cool bass parts that no one like notices or listens to, and it makes me sad. Mm. Um until now. Until now. But yeah, so Tom, like the way he plays guitar, like the downstrokes, the power chords, like the really basic, like there's only three or four chords, like that got me into playing guitar because I felt like everything else was so inaccessible. Like, especially as a girl, like I think see if you're a girl coming to guitar. It's such a gatekeeperish instrument. Like all the boys mm. are like, oh, but I mean, like, can you even play Metallica though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, come on, man. So it's like Tom gave me like a like an entry level, you know, and respect, respect for that. So yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna play. I'm just gonna play a little um isolated bass track, which is like what I think is a really cool bass um little riff that I think is actually pretty fancy and not basic at all. Okay, haters, do it, man. Here. 
I mean, I mean, sounds pretty sweet to me. Sick. Sounds pretty sick, right? Um, and you know the other. So apart from the music, okay, the instrumental music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing, can you see where I'm going? The other <laughs> thing that people hate is the vocals. Okay. Oh. Tom. Right now. Where are you? <laughs> right, exactly. You just done a perfect impression. Okay, so Tom usually gets the most of the flack, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to describe Tom's voice, I'm going to say it's like Red Bull. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, it's that is not where I thought you were going to go with it, but <laughs> so like, it's super, I'm going to join you. It's super energetic. Like, it energizes you. It it's, mm-hmm. it, it it like makes you feel a certain way. But some people don't like that certain way it feels, and it makes some people feel a little bit sick. Um, okay. <laughs> um, which I get because I feel like I feel like not everyone likes the Tom voice. I would say, right? Like I think that's where most of the people get off the blank train. They're like, "Oh, Tom's voice is so annoying. It's so high pitched and whiny." Yeah, they haven't heard Fallout Boy. <laughs> you don't need to now because I've just done it. You don't need to listen. So exactly, like, so my point is, I would rather listen to someone earnest and and that has an interesting voice than someone who has a really good voice, but I can't get any emotion from it. Yeah. Right? Like, so Tom, you know, he got a lot of crap for his voice and Mark gets a lot of crap as well. We're going to come on to that later because I think Mark, because he has quite a deep voice and it's always, what I love about Mark's voice, I'm going to describe Mark's voice as Horlicks. Oh, it's beautiful! If if Horlicks is a drink that people don't have in other countries, it's like a soothing hot Bedtime kind of drink. Hot hot malt time, malt sleepy time drink, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so sweet and mellow and calming. It's like a warm, it's like a warm embrace. His voice is like a warm, safe embrace. It's so nice. But (laughs) as a music person, I do hear that he is always about a semitone away from like falling into like a flat abyss of like being so off key. (laughs) Like like his voice is always so close to being like completely off key. But I kind of love that, you know, because I'm like the voice that you have is so beautiful and precarious that that's so much more exciting for me to listen to than someone that's like an amazing singer. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Like, like, do you, do you agree? Or like, do you like, yeah, no, I think there's something actually super interesting about, um, you know, someone not being praised on their ability to necessarily hit all the night, all the Mm, right notes mm -hmm. in the right order but having a voice that could get this kind of teetering on the verge of you know and vocals it it can always be so tied to how well someone can hold a note how high they can sing exactly you know how long they can hold a note for how powerful their voice is I mean actually you know vocals are are way more complex than that and I think that's really interesting the way you described um his vocals as, as being something that you're kind of never quite sure what way it's going to go at yeah. any moment that's that's kind of that's like really cool I like that. that yeah that's like the be all and end all of why I like blink to be honest like I think there's something unexpected I'm like this could all fall apart at any second oh like <laughs> that kind of that like life yeah you're just like you're hearing Tom's guitar part like falter and then like you're hearing Mark come in with like off key singing and you're like I love this chaos absolutely love this chaos um so what <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play 
a little isolated vocal track um so this this is from the harmonies at the end of what's my age again um nice. so that now okay i want to know if you know which, which is my favorite bit of the whole song is the I, harmonies but i'd yeah. like i'm interested to see I, where you go with this I, because I, I, I've, I, hadn't, I haven't noticed any irregularities <laughs> in the harmonies so yeah go for yeah. it yeah no I, I love that part too like that's my favorite part um basically blink breakdowns where it's just like mark and tom's like either guitars harmonizing or their voices harmonizing are like my jam so like a lot of people don't notice in this part that Mark puts in a little counter harmony of his own, like near the end, but like oh. like that's not him and Tom harmonizing. It's like he puts in a like another part. But I always notice it nice. in the song. Like I've always noticed it since ever. But like all the comments on this video are like, "Wow, I didn't notice this until I like heard this." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, I'm gonna play this and oh, see if you it, see if you noticed it. This is like a like a really um, weird quiz game. Like, did you notice what was missing? <laughs> Like a VH1 pop-up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And you still act like you're in freshman year. What the hell is wrong with me? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? That's about the time that she broke up with me. No one should take themselves so seriously. With many years ahead to fall in line. Why would you wish that on me? I never want to act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Did you notice Mark begging you to please stay with him? Did you notice that? That is so cool. <laughs> I actually didn't realize um, that it was just the isolated vocals. Yeah, you were it's isolated play. vocals. Mm -hmm. That is so fantastic. So you never yeah, noticed them? You can really hear it clearly. Right? I, I could hear them. I can hear them in the song, and that's um, the bit that I like the most. Yeah. But, um, hearing them isolated like that, yeah, it's kind of like you can see how it, it came together and how the guitars then complemented that. Yeah, like, because at the end, there's so much chaos it's going skillful. on. It's so skillful. And, like, the the bit where Mark's, like, saying, please stay with me is, like, so low down in the mix. Like... It's just it's just so interesting. Like Jerry Finn, who like produced this album, obviously is like the master at doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm gonna get into a little bit later. But um yeah, I just thought it was really good. I do I love isolated vocals to be fair. I love isolated vocals and isolated harmonies, like that's my jam. Like, oh, yeah, on. this could be a rabbit hole that I'm falling down for the next week and a half. So a rant hole. That. A rant hole, if you will. <laughs> a vocal hole. Ooh, yeah, let's move oh, on. Oh wait, hold let's on. Move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of that, the next reason, <laughs> the, next oh, reason why, the next reason why uh, people don't like Blink-182 is because they're live performances. Okay, and boy, have I got okay. a treat for you. I've had to time, I've had to timestamp the hell out of this one so we didn't get any <laughs> explicit ratings on this episode. So, disclaimer, disclaimer. Mark and Tom at this time were obviously watching a lot of South Park, okay? They've got potty mouths. They made a lot of inappropriate... Like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. They made... They're basically Terence and Philip. They made a lot of inappropriate jokes. Some of them have aged very badly. Most of them have aged very badly. And I'll admit that. I'll admit that. I'll hold my hands up and say that. 
They've held their hands up and admitted it themselves. You're talking to the girl that admitted last week that she wore a stick on Bendy at one point in her life. So this is a judgment-free exactly. zone. Exactly. Um, they did an interview like when Tom was still in the band. It must be like 2015. And the dude was like, oh, like because um, I think Tom's daughter at the time was becoming old enough to become aware of like, you know, who he right, was. Okay. And, and she was having access to these videos. And, you know, he was yeah. like, well, well, aren't you scared about the material that you're going to like expose her to? And he was like, uh, well, he was like, I mean... I am yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I mean, yeah, but like, it, it was a thing at the time, as as Nelly from episode one would say. Uh, <laughs> it was a thing at the time. Um, and everyone was doing it. And he was like, that didn't make it right. And there was some things that we said that we should never have said, but it's what happened. And he turned to Mark and Mark was like, I just pretend it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I, just pretend, I just pretend it was a different person man so yeah like you know i get why some people get offended by the things that blink say because when you look at them in the cold harsh light of day now they maybe mm. haven't aged very well but um what i'm going to play you is a live performance from big day out um oh, which... it's a song mark cool yeah, and it's the song Mark, which is from Enema the State. It's also very famously in a scene from American Pie. Which we'll is save that not for our soundtrack a good episode, scene. We're going to save that for the soundtrack episode. I don't know how I'm going to try and defend this situation. We're not going <laughs> to. I might defend the song, but I'm not going to defend the context in which it was used. So, <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, people say, like, oh, they're really, really bad live. Like, the, the sound quality is bad. Like, they can't sing. Which all artists can have bad mm. performances. It yeah. doesn't mean that they're all going to yeah. be like that. But, but uh, they can yeah. be down to, like, a number of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very I agree. Non- you know, I've seen, like, some of my favourite bands, in, like, ever um yeah. even the acoustics of, of where they're they're playing can affect um totally, the totally. overall sound of the performance and that must be like a bag of nerves that yeah, yeah. i totally agree um so basically um this was one of their like biggest kind of most iconic performances someone has like uploaded the whole thing and like high quality to youtube so it's all there Ah, God bless him. Yeah, God bless them. Like, uh, it's really, it's it's one of their best perform- live performances, I would say. Um, But you might have to skip ahead to avoid really bad <laughs> banner. <laughs> like, really bad banner, I'm sorry. I've tried to timestamp this really well, so, like, I hope that there's nothing hanging around that shouldn't be there. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to let it go. And, by the way, also, I don't know if you noticed, like, the shirt that Tom is wearing in this. It's, um... I don't have my glasses on. Oh, no! It's terrible. It reminded me of your out-of-school uniform day thing, because Tom (sighs) is wearing a hookup. He's wearing a hookup shirt, which is, like, a skate brand. and like Oh, so not a bendy. Good. No, not a bendy. But they all have, like, anime. It's, like, anime girl characters on them. It's, like, a skate brand. It's, like, anime, anime girl characters. And it's, like, it has, like, an anime enema nurse on it. It's so cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's like it's like the sickest shirt ever. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna let this play and just enjoy the almost fallen apartness of it. Enjoy the fun, enjoy Mark's fabulous bass tone. Enjoy. Just enjoy. Feel free to dance.
I mean, oh, I'm out of breath now. I'm told right. to be rocking about on the sofa. <laughs> I mean, I like, out, though. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. just I mean, like, what, like, what do we think? Like, I, I love it. Like, I think that could take my eyes off Tom. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> even with my blurred vision, oh, wow. he's still. I mean, Tom is he's very lovely. handsome. Tom is very. Handsome. I was always a mark girl, but Tom is very handsome here. I'll admit, he's a handsome boy. Mm. The smallest eyes. With the smallest eyes. <laughs> the smallest. <laughs> the smallest in the world. Um. So yeah, I just. But yeah, they sounded good, man. They sounded good, right? And like they always have fun. And I'm like, do you know what? If you want to listen to CD quality, put the CD on. Don't go. Yeah, see, there's... Don't, don't don't go see a live show. Yeah, there's a raw, unpolished energy yeah. that you get from from all live performances that you're not going to get from something that's highly produced, and that's coming from someone who likes highly <laughs> produced. <laughs> no, pop I know. Music, but... I know. But I think I don't think it suits everyone, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. And like a live show is different, you know? Like I just feel like it's got a wee bit more energy. So I'm gonna this is this is a little surprise. Julie doesn't know about this. So I'm gonna skip it ahead, hopefully to the right oh, timestamp. Possibly hopefully be to the right like my birthday and Christmas <laughs> rolled into one. Hopefully to the right timestamp, by the way, because the chat that they're having before this is horrendous. It's absolutely pretty terrible. Horrendous. Okay. So I'm sorry if I've got some of that in. But um yeah, are you familiar with the Punk Goes Pop albums hmm. at all? It's not ringing immediate bells. So what, I, I didn't actually think of it until I, I heard this at the end, but basically it's like, you know how you were talking about the Radio 1 Live Lounge in, in week one? Uh, in, in episode yeah, one. in a kind of unfavourable light. <laughs> Yeah, I, realized- I think my overall problem with live lounge is that they take perfectly good pop mm-hmm. songs and try to make them more palatable to other audiences. Yes. And I'm like, they don't they don't need to be made palatable. Yes. That people, their yep. fans like them, and that's enough. Yeah, it's not to say that, that live lounge well, covers aren't good. Like I'm pretty sure I've heard an amazing live lounge um, cover of uh, Lauren Maybury from Churches singing okay. Rihanna's. Ooh, oh, I've not heard this. What's the What's the duet that Rihanna does with a guy? The, the video was her like singing in a bathtub or something. Oh, uh, that's um, oh, stay. Mickey, it's the one with Mickey Echo, Mickey Echo, isn't it? Yeah, she does a beautiful yeah, version of Stay. Yeah, so I'm not against. No, um, I don't know whether no. that li- was live lounge, but um, thought, certainly yeah. those kind of covers where a band takes a song and does something completely mm. different with it. Um, I'm all for. Yeah. Um, yeah. but there are times where I think, are you yeah. doing this just you know yeah. to, yeah make it a yeah. bit more palatable and that winds me that. up but well yeah. that is kind of what the punk was pop albums where they were kind of right okay uh, me I, I was part of the problem because i i, I remember <laughs> i had a couple of these so it, it was when so this was in blink's absence they, they were gone from my life um apart from old material because they split up by this point and um mm-hmm. it was where middle of the road pop punk bands would do covers of like pop songs and do them in like a pop punk style so that okay. pop punk kids could like <laughs> listen to them without being embarrassed but these were more embarrassing Ah, somehow like so in general in general they were quite bad like they were really quite bad but um yeah my argument is that i think blink 182 invented punk goes pop i thought you were gonna say they invented the live (laughs) lounge i was like wow is that a surprise wow <laughs> no they invented punk was pop at the end of a song so this is before just after they do this song they're going to play all the small things and this is this is how they segue mm-hmm. this is how they decide to segue into it oh well that's justified then yeah a bottle baby come 
come, come on and let me out. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Come, come, come on and let me out. I mean, excuse There's something way me. creepy about him singing those lyrics, by the way. Like, if that song and video weren't creepy enough, Mark Hoppus telling us he's a genie in a bottle, comma, baby. I mean... I creepy editing. creepy or really cool <laughs> mm, yeah let's, i mean it let's, yeah let's not they get can it. get away with it they're allowed let's that's not a get good transaction I'm, uh, I'm getting back to um sorry i'm just like plot spoiler something's gonna happen but um i that's getting into my good girls like to sin cringe <laughs> fest right now so i'm not gonna go into that but i thought it was a it was a beautiful off-the-cuff version of christina aguilera's genie in the bottle um and yeah, they, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool because, like, you know, they were like referencing the fact that they referenced pop. Yeah, and they weren't. And yeah, exactly. And they weren't taking the mech out of Christina no. or no. anything that she stands for. No. Or, or yeah, it wasn't yeah. done in a kind of harsh way. Is that that's quite sweet. Yeah, absolutely not. So, guys, we've come to the time now that I've stopped defending, but I wasn't really defending them because I was allowing people to hate them. I was. I'm still allowing people to hate them. But I'm just saying that those are some of the reasons why I like them, you know, and hopefully, hopefully some people agree or don't agree. That's fine. Don't have an opinion because no one cares. Okay. As Tom said. At the I've definitely come out of this week loving them more. For, like, the clips <laughs> you've been I'm so me. happy, but I'm also really sad because I'm about to ruin everything. <laughs> oh, God. All the good work I'm about to do. So we're going to talk... Yeah, um, Julie, the surprise was you're now going to hate them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why do I do this to people? I'm like, oh, I love Blank-182, but oh, here's something really bad that he did. Why do I do that? Why do I do that to myself? You're, it's a test. It's a test it's a te- of... It's a test of my love, people's... right? Yeah. It's a test of my, my fandom, I think. Um, so, yeah, things are going to get bad. And we're going to start talking about Enema of the State. Hi guys, Julie here. So we've decided to make this a two-parter because three hours is excessively long, even for us. Wait, hold uh, on. So wait, it was. Only- oh, Natalie's. Th- this is like this is when the illusion is shattered. I'm pretending Natalie isn't <laughs> with me while I'm recording this little bit of information. She's here, but she's mightily offended, obviously, by the wait. fact that I've said that three hours is too long. <laughs> you mean three hours is too long to talk about blink in one go? Mm, for a normal three person? hours is a long time we talk about anything in one <laughs> go i believe you I'd know also... chris nolan probably got any <laughs> trouble for having three hour long films about the batman so that's true i'd also like to defend myself and say it was two hours 25 minutes but okay yeah after <laughs> editing so anyway guys we are going to make this a two-parter so this will this will keep you on your toes for a few days at least um you might not need to wait the entire week but we are going to make this uh, part one and we'll be coming right back at you with some enema of the state chat. There's a sentence that I never thought I would say in part two. But thanks for listening in the meantime, guys. We'd love to hear what you think of the first part. Um, and also any opin- opinions that you have on overly long episodes, because in theory, we don't have a problem doing three hour episodes, but we're very aware that we're treading the waters of uh, professional no scrap that not professional podcasting we're, we're podcasting there's nothing professional about it um but yeah any opinions any feedback are, are welcome as always um and we'll see you in in part two whenever that will be thanks guys bye read the standing orders read them and understand them